Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Welcome to the Canna Mom Show. Are you interested in hearing inspiring cannabis stories told by real women, moms, and caregivers who are breaking barriers and building businesses in the emerging cannabis industry? This is the show for you. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. I'm a former family law attorney and mother of two, and I've been talking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. And along with my co-host and Canna sister, realtor, cancer survivor, and mom, Amy Searles. Hey there. <laughs> we are on a mission. Yes. To em- yes, a mission to empower women-centric cannabis businesses by giving them voice and connecting them to you. And today, oh my God, today, what a treat we have for you today. Yay. <laughs> I have such a special relationship with our next guest. In 2016, my husband and I visited Denver, Colorado, and we met the knower on our <laughs> private tour of the cannabis industry. This is the tour that got me into cannabis. It was, as I like to say, my cannabis awakening. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. <laughs> the knower, as we like to call her, is the founder and owner of City Sessions, housed in Denver, Colorado. City Sessions is a cannabis lifestyle brand that specializes in private custom tours of the cannabis industry with an educational focus. And more recently, our guest has partnered with local Colorado cannabis brands and have given them the City Sessions seal of approval for their dedication to quality, consistency, and innovation. And what a great resource in this very confusing cannabis and CBD market. Right. Yep. And just to be that much more awesome, City Sessions has curated a free educational platform called The Human Side of Cannabis for those seeking to deepen their cannabis knowledge. Amy and I are so excited to talk cultural tourism, cannabis education, and the City Sessions seal of approval with Noah Goldie Solidar, founder of City Sessions in Denver, Colorado. Welcome. Welcome. Yay. Thank you guys for having sure. me. So so we've um I talk about my cannabis awakening, what your tours are. So let's just jump right in. What happened in 2014? How did you even have this spark of an idea for City Sessions out there? So 
in 2013, recreational cannabis passed in the state of Colorado, and I saw an opportunity to enter into the space. Um, basically, what I did was I took myself to the National Mar- Marijuana Business Conference in Seattle to get an education on the current state of the market. And then I came back and I wrote a business plan um, to do big party bus style tours. In May of 2014, about five months into recreational cannabis in the state of Colorado, I, I kind of freaked mm-hmm. out. I didn't know how to load a bus of people. So I quickly switched gears and I started hosting uh, private custom tours um, out of my, my, my Honda CRV actually at the time, <laughs> um, which was kind of an interesting shift, but it was actually a, a nice shift for me because my background is in anthropology, the study of people mm. um, and cultures from an outsider's perspective. So it was an opportunity for me to really engage with different types of consumers on these private experiences and learn about their individual interests in the plant and the product line. I haven't taken one and haven't gone with you with my husband and I was just, that was pretty impressive for me just to feel so comfortable in a situation with you and uh, how you showed us. And I always say this, when you took us to the dispensary, you took us to the grow facility. That was really the most surprising part for me to see the business part of it. So, um, I think that's an interesting way to experience this. And I knew that I didn't want to go in a party bus, you know, I'm 54 years old. I just, that wasn't my thing. <laughs> right. But what a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a nice way to provide the education and then go on this, you know, full immersion experience to see the back end of the industry. It makes it a lot less threatening. And while we're on these tours, we really provide this education to navigate the product line. So the individual can select products and strains based on a desired effect they're looking to achieve or ailment they're looking to combat. So it's, you know, beyond the how high of the party bus concept. And it's really about how to incorporate cannabis into your lifestyle to enhance an experience or, again, aid in that ailment. That's great. Oh. Do, do you want to talk about the, do you want to ask about the tourism part? Oh, it's so, yeah, I love what you're doing. You know, I'm looking at your private tours. So much to choose from, <laughs> you know? The ride to the mountains, right. the mile-high sightseeing, new to cannabis. I love it. Tour of the senses. This, and then cooking with cannabis. You know, you're just doing so much. Can you talk it's about what, what your demographics, what are, the t- what are the type of people who will go on these tours with yeah, you? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm wondering about that. Yeah, so... You know, we have toured 21 to 85 all walks of life, teachers to CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and everyone in between. Cannabis, what I've learned over time is this plant does not discriminate and everyone has a different interest in the plant. So with our various tours that we offer, um, some of them are a little bit more recreational style, like our tour of the senses, which really kind of ignites all five senses. Um, or that, you know, mile-high sightseeing mm. tour, which is just a nice opportunity to sit back, relax, and have an elevated experience while, you know, enjoying the beauty of Colorado. Oh, I know. It's so but nice the new- there. It's, ridic- it's, it's amazing, ridiculous. It? That sky. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, that blue sky all the time, pretty much. It, it, it's, it's amazing, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we have, you know, our new to cannabis and our medical relief tour, Um both of these have become increasingly more popular, um, mostly because, as, as we all know, cannabis is federally illegal. And now that it is legal in certain states, people are starting to 
develop more of an interest. And it is a little bit of an intimidating industry to kind of walk into a dispensary and see all these product lines available oh, to I you know. and not really know where to start. I know. Start. We say that all the time, so, that it's intimidating. You know, you have to show your card. You have to press a button. You know, it's hard if you don't, if it's your first time. You know, and it is, it, it, it is a little bit different out here in Massachusetts. We don't have as many dispensaries. We no. don't have the product very varieties that you do out in other states. I mean, that's just the truth of it right now. Just things yeah. are kind of limited. But it is a pretty intimidating process the first time you walk into a dispensary and they start showing you all those bottles and cans and bars and tinctures. And yeah, it's so <laughs> like a big menu, yeah, like a diner menu. Exactly. It's so important <laughs> to have someone to kind of guide you through it or sort of yeah. explain what it is, especially go from illegality to you can just walk into the store and buy whatever you want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do you do, go? Absolutely. Go, do you do tours with the municipalities or government officials from other states coming in to look for oh, information? Yeah. yeah, I most certainly do. I just had um, a a city manager come in from Michigan to tour. Um, I've toured groups from Louisiana, you know, that have a stake in, you know, writing policy. So we're, we're kind of seeing an increase in these, you know, different officials to kind of get a glimpse of what's going on. You know, what's nice about my position is I don't have a stake in dispensary or product. So I'm a third party and I'm able to, you know, just showcase, you know, the best of the Colorado cannabis mm. industry and really provide just an in-depth education around the industry, the plant, and the product line. I love that. We should have something here in Boston. Well, soon. You know, you could franchise it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm serious. Joyce, Joyce, you lead the charge on that <laughs> No, one. seriously. I mean, I, 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 and and I will say, Goldie, like when I met you, so Amy was my person who I thought you reminded me of, which I think is funny because she just had that same, you know, you had said to me in the tour, like anything is possible. I don't right. know if you remember this. I was like, you know, you came out here from, you were a New Yorker, right? And you went out there and you had done this thing yep. and started it up and you were so very positive about the whole experience of being out there. And it, it was so new to me in 2016 that it was just exciting right. to meet you, that, that you existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Joyce, and I'm so happy that you enjoyed the experience because, you know, it doesn't matter what experience you go on with City Sessions. Every single one of them kicks off with an education on the mm -hmm. plant, the product line, and how to navigate mm -hmm. it. And, you know... I get people coming on these tours and I, I've, I've asked over the years, how much do you know about cannabis? And people will chuckle at me and they'll be like, oh, I've been consuming for 40 years. And in my head, I think to myself, well, you don't know anything about right. this because you've never had these kind of options. Exactly. Before. It's not it's not um, the same product from, you know, the 80s or the 60s or it's. It's a whole different world. It's also it's a business now, and right, it's a business. I mean, like, so do you want to talk about a little bit about your sale of approval? Just talking about how there oh. are so many products out there, and things are not. I don't. I don't even understand how the interstate commerce works at this point. But I'm just, <laughs> right. there are just so many products in each state, in each country. I mean, each um, part of our country that you know, this having a guide, someone who actually understands it. So, how do you work with your seal of approval, and how does it work back with your mission for city sessions? Right. So, you know, as you said, there are a ton of products available um, in the Colorado market, and every single product that you see in Colorado is actually made in Colorado. We can't right. cross state lines with these products. So what I've done is I've kind of cut through the noise, and I've partnered with brands, each that hold their own niche in the marketplace and are of the highest quality. I actually vet them for quality, consistency, innovation, and customer mm. service. And I walk through their facilities, I meet their owners, um, and I determine if they're in line with my brand in terms of 
um, their their mission, you know, high quality right. um, and whatever their particular niche is. I partner with a brand in each niche and they become a part of my community and we showcase them while on tour. So right now I have three different dispensary partners. Um, we walk through the back end of their cultivation so you get up close and personal with the plants. That, that was a part of the maze oh, Yeah, this is great. Yeah, it's it's so cool. We take you through the full the full process from clone to cure, um, and everything in between. So if you are in a state that you're able to grow cannabis, you know, at home like we are in Colorado, we're allowed to grow six plants from home recreationally. It's a nice opportunity to kind of learn about that and then also see it on scale. What's also nice about that part of the tour is there's a lot of regulations that go into the legal cannabis industry in Colorado. So you see that, you know, these are clean grows, clean grow rooms. Right. Um, everything is tracked from seed to sale. Everything goes through microbial testing, testing for mildews and molds right. to ensure that you have a clean product at the end of the day. So it's, um, again, coming back to, you know, taking away that threatening part of cannabis, that stigma, and kind of putting eyeballs on the back end. So we do that. And um, then we work with some of the highest quality dispensaries. I really bet my dispensaries for customer service. That's great. Um, not all dispensaries are created equal. No and our bud tenders <laughs> are some of the most knowledgeable people in the industry. Yep. They are truly the face, face of the industry and our educators. Yes. So I ensure that even if you never take a tour with City Sessions and you go to my website and you see what dispensaries we work with, you are ensured that you are going to have a very positive experience in any of these stores. And then while we're in the dispensary, we bring forward the brands that we represent. Um, Most of them are lifestyle products, Mm -hmm. so everything from, you know, experience-based chocolates, um, that's a brand that I work with called 1906, to Mary's Mm -hmm. Medicinals product line, which makes a full line of medicinal lifestyle products, to beverages by Keith Cola, um, we also work with Stillwater, which is an ingredient company. They make water-soluble THC, mm. and then we're wow. partnered water, with Pax Water-soluble as well. THC? I didn't know you could so, do that. Actually, uh, don't I have that? Oh, is that I, what Sari was talking about, putting in the holiday water? Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you turn anything into an edible with, uh, with Ripple from Stillwater. It's unbelievable. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm looking at your, I'm looking at your stuff right now. Checking it all so, out. Uh, so I know when we talked before, Ooh. we talked about how, you know, you, people are not, this isn't a pay to play. This are things that you have mm-hmm. vetted, you have found. And yeah. I, I mean, because there must be so many products out there. And uh, how yeah, do you find your countless. things? Yeah, do you, countless. How do you find all the. Th- uh, absolutely. So um, a lot of it has to do with my own personal consumption. I'll, I'll try new products on the market and I'll hang out with that product for about two to three weeks and see where I'm incorporating that product in my own personal lifestyle. I also, you know, I'm hyper-focused on the consistency from, consistency. You know, this is not each this, sample that I take. This is actually something we don't talk about much um, on the show, but it is so important with these products. That's the whole point of having a regulated industry, right? Right. Yeah. Especially if you find a strain totally. that works for and, you. you know, yeah. you, you get yeah. into some states that aren't as regulated, and some of these edible products are not homogenized yeah. fully, so... You know, you might have a piece of a candy bar that gets you, you know, a little uncomfortable and then another piece that doesn't have any effect. And it's very confusing to the consumer. Totally. So that consistency is very important. Yep. And these brands that I work with, they hold themselves to that standard. Most of them do internal um, testing before they even send it out to a lab to ensure, 
you know, consistency from batch to batch. Wow. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> we're just like amazed. All right, I so. know. I love it. It's great. I'm looking at all the brands and everyone has such nice logos and packaging. Packaging. But yeah, what I really want to talk about, so we've talked <laughs> yes. about like our beautiful connection, how you mm-hmm. got me inspired, your seal of approval, what your tourism is. But mm-hmm. let's talk about the human side of cannabis. You're pretty yes. excited about this. Uh, you know, it's it's my okay. baby. Um, yep. So the human side of cannabis is my education platform and it's what I would consider my contribution to the cannabis industry. It's a blog series that I've created, um, and it started about two and a half years ago, and it builds on itself. So it takes you through the plant, the product line, um, how, how it interacts with your body chemistry, um, microdosing as a lifestyle, the many faces of cannabis that we've seen. And it's, um, it's just a, a comprehensive content blog that um, we bring forward in a, a very digestible manner so people really can, can start understanding this plant. It's very complex. Yeah. As you know, this plant's made up of over 120 cannabinoids. Most of us are only familiar with THC and CBD, right. but there's a whole plethora of other cannabinoids that interact with receptors in our body that produce all these wonderful desired experiences. Mm-hmm. And right now we live somewhere between art and science with all of this, so we continue to update this platform. Um, But this year we're really going to kind of take the human side to the next level. Um, My community, which is great, um, they continue to reach out to me for what they want to see from Mm. us. So um, we're probably going to put out some videos around the human side because people really like to take in content, you know, through through these audible, you know, sessions like we're doing right Mm -hmm. now. Um, and um, really kind of push this out into the market. We're also bringing the human side of cannabis to life with these free education sessions in um, in Denver, Colorado. Currently, I do um, about 95% of my business with, you know, people coming from out of state that are interested in taking these tours, but my local community really has not kind of taken advantage of what we're all That's about. Interesting. And there is huh. a, a need for yeah. this. And with the biggest gap in the industry being education, yep, right. um, I, you know, I've, I've kind of afforded myself um, this luxury of being in a position um, within this new space that we just moved into um, on the north side of the city to be able to host these sessions and really start moving the needle forward and kind of shaping the culture of how people view cannabis and how people interact with cannabis, because there's so much misinformation out there, as we all know. Yep. And, you know, we talk about hemp and cannabis to be exclusively different plants. And in all fairness, they're made of the exact same compounds in different ratios. (laughs) And I think it's really important that we don't, you know, just we don't segment them. You know, THC is equally as important as CBD, but we're not talking about it in that regard, you know. So um, this is a nice opportunity for people to come in, have their direct questions answered. We can talk about dosing. We're actually curating an online store, and that store is going to be available in our space as well. Fantastic. Of um, CBD products, mm-hmm. CBD wellness products, technology, and apparel, again, that I'm giving the city session seal of approval to because I'm vetting them all the way through. Yeah. Um, so-, so it's a nice opportunity for people to come out for an afternoon and, you know, have a, a nice our education, you know, with their peers and walk away feeling a little bit more confident about, you know, sampling or, or, or 
considering trying this but it plant. Is, so I would say um, I was supposed to go to my temple a couple of weeks ago with a doctor out here to talk about cannabis to <laughs> like it was like a Shabbat night dinner presentation. <laughs> and I actually got the flu, so I couldn't do it. Ugh, but I'd put together yeah. a little slideshow, 10,000 years of cannabis history in five minutes. And uh, <laughs> it was just, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know about this because I talk about it a lot. But even that when I was sort of doing just like the goofy trying to find pictures and to talk about 10,000 of cannabis years of cannabis history. Like how this is such a weird anomaly in history, these hundred years that we've been living in. Right. And, you know, we're changing the narrative. That's what we say that we're doing on the yeah. show. And that's what you're doing with the education is that it's just it's bad information. And where are you going to trust the people to give you the new information? So building trust is so important. You're 100 percent right. And with so much noise out there on the Internet and everyone, you know, trying to make a quick buck. Mm. It's um, it's hard to know what's reputable and what's not. And when we talk about the CBD space, um, this is an unregulated space. Um, I come from the highly regulated cannabis state, uh, space in Colorado, whereas CBD hemp is completely unregulated. So you could go to your local farmer's market and buy a tincture with 500 milligrams of CBD, and it may or may not have 500 milligrams of CBD right. in it. It might have heavy metals or pesticides in it. Scary. So you need to be informed of what, what to look for on these websites and how to ensure that you're consuming clean products along the way because this really is a wellness products, and, you know, we have to be aware of what we're putting in our yeah, bodies. That's a great point. So let's, I mean, we just sort of, sort of segue. So, Colo, you know, we're in Massachusetts. We have our own issues out here. Colorado's <laughs> been doing this for much longer, and their industry is looks a lot different from California. So can you just talk a little bit? I mean, you must know a lot more of this than I understand, but just, how does it look different from Colorado to California to Massachusetts? What do you see as the big differences, and how do you think... Um, and what do you think is going to be moving forward in terms of a national progress on this? So um, I might be a little bit biased, okay. but I, <laughs> um, I have a lot of respect for Colorado. Um, we have regulated over time. Regulations change weekly, monthly, yearly, multiple regulation changes within you know, the different product lines and the different spaces. Um, at this point, we have done a very good job at squeezing out the black market in Colorado over the past 10 years of this industry via medical into recreational. Why, why do you think they've been more successful there than California? Um, well, I, I actually, um, California is very interesting. Yeah. I, I do a big um, part of my business in what I call an industry insider tour. People coming from emerging markets that want to understand the business of cannabis. And if you understand the history of cannabis in California, the state of California was producing 30 times the amount of cannabis that they needed to supply the state of California at one point. 50% of that product line was leaving the state of California. So they passed recreational with a unregulated medical market that had been in existence since the 90s and then expected all these people to move over to a regulated legal market. And that's very difficult. Um, I've, heard, I've heard stories about people who are actually trying and then just giving up. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, you know, we have some pain points in the business side of the cannabis industry. One of them being um, a tax clause called 280E. Mm-hmm. 280E um, does not allow you to take basic business tax write-offs for a federally illegal plant, and this is a Schedule One substance. So you have all these growers that have been cashing in with cash over the years, and then all of a sudden, 60% of their bottom line goes out the door to taxes. <laughs> That doesn't feel right. 
So what has happened here is you have half the market that's regulated and the other half that's unregulated in California, and then they've just increased the tax. So they are fueling a black market in California right now. So it's um, my opinion of the California market is they should have regulated it on the front end and got their ducks in a row and not not rolled out regulations over time. They should have had some kind of standards across the board, and they just did not. So um, they're gonna ha- they're gonna have a they're gonna have some growing pains over the, I would say the next five years trying to you know really clean up their market. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone who's out in California, just make sure that you're walking into a licensed, regulated dispensary because you're ensured that you're you're purchasing clean products that have been through lab testing. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, I've been interesting just sort of listening to. Um you know, the stories of people who are in the business before, the people getting it in. I keep saying I want to make cannabis boring. You know, I've been talking to people in insurance and, you know, uh, regulation, banking and things. It, you know, all these business people who come into this industry from a non-business uh, end and they're trying to sort of fit into this model. I, I think it's it's almost impossible for them to really kind of move forward. But the regulations are so important to make sure that it's safe for consumers. So, I mean, I can see I can see the full story. It's hard. It's a um uh, it's unfortunate for people who are in it before and maybe can't stay in it, but it can't just be for people who just want to make money in it. There's got to be a balance. Right. I agree, yeah. Joyce. There definitely has yeah. to be a balance. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've seen so many people that are getting into the industry over the years, and I always like to say that those that really lead with the passion for the plant, they're going to they're gonna do very well at the end of the day. I mean, the money will come if you're leading with integrity and that comes back to the city session seal of approval with all the brands that I work with. They they built their businesses on integrity and compliance and, you know, having the end consumer in mind. Mm-hmm. And they know that the money will come along the way, but it's not the, the focus. But you, I think you have, I, I just, it's and so I, difficult. Like you said, the business end, the 280E and not being able to deduct, you have to be very passionate about this or you would not stick with it, I would right. imagine. You're, you know? <laughs> you're absolutely right, and it's and it's interesting because even in the state of Colorado, we've had mass consolidation over the past couple years. We only have 15 standalone mom and pop shops that grow their own cannabis and sell it out their front door. Oh. Um, everything hmm. else in the market has consolidated, and I actually work with two of these brands. Um, one of them being Dank Keeping Kind, mm-hmm. and the other one being the Herbal Cure, and. Um, both groups lead with so much passion um, that you can taste it in their flower, um, you know, when, when you purchase it. But they're all, they make small batch right. cannabis, um, and they hold themselves to a standard because they wouldn't grow anything that they wouldn't consume themselves. So they grow for, you know, their community, truly. And um, they've built wonderful brands based on this passion and um, their love for the so plant. Is there a big is there a big price differential between these more craft uh, dispensaries and the ones that have been consolidated over and over? There is oh, not actually. So you know these big these big businesses really drove the price per pound down on the market, and these smaller groups had to you know oblige so they could be competitive. Um, so the quality is far superior at some of these smaller smaller dispensaries, and um, you know, 
these 15 groups have been able to weather, you know, the saturated market. And I, what I believe is going to happen over time is we're going to see a resurge of craft like we've seen in the beer industry. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. And, I think that's a nice idea. I like that idea, too. Yeah. And, ho- and hopefully weed. they'll be able to get, you know, a few a few more dollars for their for their product because it is um, there is a, a vast difference in the quality for yeah. sure. So what do you, uh, are there any sort of um, products or things that you see coming out of Colorado that you think are going to be, um, I don't know, making a national debut? Anything innovative? Uh, yeah, well, you know, so I, um, all the brands I work with, I've kind of identified them as winners that are going to be national brands okay, one day. Yes. Mary's Medicinals mm. is already an international mm. brand. I'm so, I'm beyond proud of what um, what that group has done in terms of, you know, staying true to their mission in that lifestyle medicinal category. 1906, um, they blow me away. They make experience-based edibles for the professional consumer. What does that mean, experience-based um, edibles? <laughs> oh, I like that. Experience-based edibles for the professional consumer. So they have five different experiences of their edibles, and the experiences are go, bliss, midnight, chill, and love. Okay. Yeah, that's, and each one that's of their great. edibles are made with five milligrams of CBD and five milligrams of THC, okay. which is half of a government regulated dose of THC, except for their chill. Chill has 25 milligrams of CBD okay. to five milligrams of THC. Okay. What they've done with their edible is um, they use a technology called Lexaria out of Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it basically is a microlipid encapsulation. Microlipid so encapsulation. Micro, microlipid encapsulation. So it encapsulates the CBD and THC. So it bypasses the stomach and oh. it activates in 20 minutes, opposed to that hour, hour and a half lag time that you get from a traditional edible. Well, that's because that's, a, that's, that's, that's the thing people don't say they don't like about edibles. Right. It's like you're waiting that's around, you have another yeah, piece, that, and then all of a sudden it hits you. That <laughs> yeah. long lag yeah. time, yeah. for yeah. sure. Well, this company also um, has incorporated additional plant-based herbs from around the world to produce their desired effects. Whoa. So, for instance, their their Bliss cups, mm-hmm. which are chocolate peanut butter cups, they're oh so delicious. Mm-hmm, I bet. They hired a chocolatier to, to really bring forward the highest quality chocolate. Um, it has an herb from South Africa in it called Kana, which actually makes you feel blissful. Oh, um, their most their most popular experience is actually their midnight, and you know that's a, a sleep remedy right. for insomnia. And they have a Chinese herb in it called Cory Dallas, which actually will put you into REM sleep. So these edibles really um, kind of target those experiences, so you're not guessing what what the effect is going to be. Um, which is which is really nice. I have all my young moms on go, of which course. is so fun. Smart, you know, in the afternoon moms they, listening, they listening. eat a good chocolate <laughs> and then they cruise through their afternoon. Totally. Um, yeah, but it's really cool. You know, these are these are lifestyle products, and um, I I wholeheartedly believe that 1906 will be a national brand one day. I also believe that Stillwater, mm-hmm. the ingredient company that makes Ripple. Mm-hmm. Um, is going to be a national brand one day. That water soluble THC. Yeah, that's great. The I love that. Is amazing. Yeah. You know, it comes in little sugar packets, so wow. we're all very accustomed to ripping sure. open our sugar, putting it in our coffee. So it's an easy application. Hmm. Um, and then my personal opinion is that the future of social consumption is going to be in beverages. Oh, I've, so, I've, so we did a um, wedding. We did um, uh, Irie wedding was out here. They were at a wedding expo, and they were talking about. Cannabis or cannabis? Can of cocktails. Can of cocktails. Yeah, yeah. can of cocktails. Can of cocktails. <laughs> so, is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah, okay. So, you know, 
Keith brand is kind of bringing forward this full line of of single serving beverages and um, something called Keith Life, which is like their um, flavored water um, that you can dose out into a cap. Mm. So, I mean, these are just very innovative totally. brands, and um, they're they're showcasing the sophistication of the cannabis industry and and the possibilities of what's to come. Right. I wonder if they're going to be in Vegas next week for the expo. <laughs> Which one? Um, there's two. There's the Women of uh, Cannabis Convention, and then right after mm-hmm. it's MJ BizCon. Oh, no, I meant one for oh, you. Oh. <laughs> there's 35,000 people there, or 35,000 uh, vendors there, I think. I wonder if any... if. All, all, of, of all of your brands will be there. You I know, imagine. you and know, we can go I should vi- probably reach out totally. to them. I mean, we'll I will visit. be attending that conference. Yeah. It's unbelievable how big it grew. It grew it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I know that 1906 will definitely be out there. Oh, good. I don't know if they'll have a booth, but they have their representation out there for awesome. sure. And um, all the, and Keith is actually um, Keith Le- Keith Brands, the beverage yeah. company. They actually um, have their product line in Vegas, oh, nice. in Nevada. Perfect. So that's really interesting as well that, you know, they've made a licensing mm-hmm. deal and now you can buy that product that's so fine. So in, who, in the state Who do you think we should check out when we're there? Because there's a lot of vendors. We don't... Oh, my God. <laughs> any, well, women, we'll... any women-owned centric? Well, that's our focus. Women yes. businesses that you would suggest we try to reach out to while we're there? Whew. I know. Put you, you on know, the spot. It's, it's, <laughs> it, there's, so, there's so many businesses out there and I it's have endless. to be honest with you. I am... Um, I don't work with um, that many female-owned businesses. Mary's was owned by um, by two women, and they recently um, they recently sold. Um, they they are a, a mega company at this mm. point, probably one of the biggest wow. ones in the cannabis industry. Um, so that was a you know that was a really well done brand bought bought. Um, brought forward by two marketing specialists that were women. Um, and, you know, they really maintained the efficacy of their product lines um, throughout time. But I will tell you, 1906, even though it is owned by a husband and wife team, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a, in a very cool husband and wife team, awesome. um, you know, they have the majority of their staff is female. And, um, you know, the attention to de- detail with that brand is unbelievable. Wow. Like a, yeah, the visual the part of it. That's awesome. All right, let's see. So we've gone through your. Do you want to do any more plugs for your human side of cannabis? Anything people should look for? What do you What do you think of the? Um, is this for anyone could go online and see it. People in Colorado. Yeah, so you can actually um, you can you can access the human side of cannabis through my city sessions Denver dot com website, or you can actually type in the human side of cannabis dot com or just human side of cannabis dot com. We also have Instagram and Facebook handles for them. But what I like most about um, what I've kind of put together is you can actually text the word human to the number 21,000 and it will pull up on your phone. So technology, if you're someone they don't know where to start, you can literally just say text the word human to 21,000 and it will pull up right up on your oh, phone. Perfect. That's good. That's well, okay. We're going to be changing. We're changing the world. We're changing the narrative slowly. Yes. You know it. <laughs> Definitely. So do you ever get, um, I mean, you're, so you're doing education. Do you have a do you go to colleges? Do you go to religious institutions? Do you who do you think is coming to you to learn or where are you heading out to? Oh my gosh, I love that you asked me that. So I actually um have spoken um at retirement community. Oh that's a big one. My oh mother my who still thinks I'm in a scary world, uh I gave her the C B D products, but her you know, she says people have been coming out to her assisted living to talk about it. 
That's great. That's yeah, so that's important. Perfect. Right. That's so important. They need it the most, mm-hmm. you know? They, they, they do. And, you know, when I spoke about at the retirement community, um, a big question was, are there drug interactions with cannabis? Right. And it's such an important question Absolutely. to ask. Yep. And I will tell you, I... I couldn't answer the question. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going back to my office and we created an entire blog article about why you need to talk to your doctor about your cannabis consumption because what we discovered is 60 to 70% of pharmaceutical medications pass through the P450 pathway and so does CBD and THC. Okay. So if you are on a, a life-saving medication um, that could potentially have a drug interaction with CBD, THC, or other cannabinoids, it is imperative that you talk to your doctor about cannabis we also put a link on that blog that you can type in your prescription oh, really? and it will pull up what the drug interactions are yeah this is you know wow. this, this is amazing. so important because i keep hearing huge. that people don't really even understand what the interactions are because we don't have enough studies and all sorts of different things but there is a resource for that that's a, that's amazing there's a resource for it i mean if you're on a blood thinner mm. you know like that that's you know, you want you want to make sure that your medication is not going to have a drug interaction because that's a life-saving medication. Right. Um, so, you know, we have to take this seriously. And also, talking to your doctor about cannabis is so important because we toured two dozen doctors last year. They have an interest in this. And the more that people bring this up to their doctor, the more they're forced to learn about this plant and understand the benefits of this plant. Right. You know, it's, you know, it's a... It's a te- it's a student teacher um, opportunity, and at sometimes your doctor is going to be your student. You know, and I have heard, like, how, I've heard ha- this. I've interviewed like what bud is- tenders, or like you know, a lot of people I'm interviewing now are people who like were ill at some point, or their child was ill, and they had to educate their own doctors. And some of the doctors are willing to listen. You know, this these have been over years, and some of the doctors were like, "Well, good luck with that." But right. <laughs> I hope <laughs> the idea that it's shifting you, that you're like they're actually being okay. I I know this thing exists. I didn't learn about it because no one knew it existed when I was in school. I'm willing to listen to you. That's very open. Joyce, I mean, you you hit the you 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 nailed it. I mean, it's interesting. I had to tell this retirement community that your doctor is not going to make a recommendation as it pertains to a product you should try. Right. They've never learned about the endocannabinoid system, which is a series of receptors in our body that takes in cannabinoids. You know, the the compounds of the plant. Yeah. You know, this wasn't something that they studied. At all. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it's scary when you talk to your doctor and they can't make a recommendation to you. Um, but it is still important to talk to your doctor about this. You know, um, they have your best interest in mind, even if they can't guide you properly. And I think they are open. Like, so actually, when I was doing this um, event at my temple, I'd hire, um, I'd worked with a doctor who was a cannabis doctor who literally his office is across the street from my temple. So he had come in, and you know, many this uh, people might they're just they were uncomfortable. Like they kind of think it's it's funny when I tell them what I do for a living now. And, you know, they're curious, but they don't know quite where to start. And they are very skeptical. So to have a medical doctor who went to Harvard stand before them and tell them about this really shifted their perspective. Yeah, that's powerful. Yes, totally. And, you know, when I start off these education sessions, you know, I jump right into the plant and its compounds and what it's made up of. And then I jump right into this series of receptors that we found in our body called the endocannabinoid system, which was discovered in the 90s. And, you know, as as humans, as mammals, we make cannabinoids in our brain. The only other place that makes cannabinoids is the cannabis plant. So when you start learning that we have these receptors that take in cannabinoids, 
you know, in essence, it, it kind of shows that we were meant to take in this plant. Um, and that kind of starts helping people kind of understand the, the symbiotic relationship between cannabis and That's cannabis. so funny because I was actually talking to a, um, a woman who is, you know, she's a lifelong cannabis consumer. And I started talking about how people should understand about the endocannabinoid system. I'm not making this up because it, it explains why it is not like alcohol. <laughs> right. It, it, At all. But mm-hmm. she was very resistant. She said, that's too much. People can't understand that. But if you don't have that line, if there's no, like, even Amy and I have had the discussion. She says she's always loved cannabis from her first yep. puff, but she yes. never understood how it worked with her body until Not she started talking, you know, still this exact, this happened. Until last year. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know about the endocannabinoid system. I just liked so, smoking weed. Yeah. That's so, it. you know, I, I, that's a, it's, a, it's such a great pushback to people. That, I've learned so much. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole new world for me. It does. It explains Seriously. a lot. It's not, and, it, and it's biological and not moral, which is the other right. thing I keep talking about over and over yeah. again. This isn't a moral issue. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's my platform. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting that you say it's not a moral issue. I um, I, I toured a, a lovely gentleman from Michigan who's getting into the industry there, and we did a a two two day intensive, you know, touring the industry and really discussing business models. And at the end of our two days, we had just a, a really honest, candid conversation. And he told me that, you know, his community was really not. Um, you know, behind him in this mission of moving forward with this business. And he was specifically talking about his religious, his religious organization. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty blunt as Joyce, you've told <laughs> me before. Um, but I kind of looked at him and I said to him, you know, this is because your community is ignorant. Yep. Totally. Um, they, they, they haven't, they not, haven't not intentionally, they, haven't they don't know right. on this yeah. plant. And I mean, you could you could see someone, you know, t- saying that your community is ignorant. You know, you clams up a little bit, and I and I said, there, you know, no disrespect, but someone in your community is going to get sick, and they are going to look at you for help, and you are quietly going to help them or their family member get through some kind of, you know, unfortunate illness or ailment, and once that happens, that is going to spread like wildfire through your through your community, and you're going to be the, the the reason that their mind is changed around this plant. Cannabis, and I'm I'm going to be on my soapbox oh, right yeah. now. Go for Cannabis it. Cannabis is going to change That's the world. That's what I say all the I time. Mean, I, totally. <laughs> right? And I mean, I, I tell people this all the time. They look at me cross-eyed and backwards, and, and then I go into explaining it. You know, let's start with, you know, hemp. Hemp regenerates the soil. I know. We're doing a whole podcast on this climate change and cannabis. <laughs> yeah, it de- totally. It's so crazy. Hemp regenerates the soil. And hemp, detoxifies hemp it. It's nuts. Yeah, That's... hemp fibers are going to be a, a, a major textile. They're going to change our building industry. Hempcrete. You know, Wait, this... hemp oil. Could you imagine that? I mean... <laughs> Oh my God! It's so, for totally. hemp oil I mean, for the cars. You know, it's crazy. Oh, so Goldie, I'm sorry, we're actually running out of time. So, oh, we, have to, I know, do you, we don't even have time to do my favorite thing. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, so, Goldie, we'll do it next time. <laughs> so, want to finish up your soapbox? Just tell them. I mean, this I say this all the time. Cannabis impacts everything from cosmetics to climate change. They think I'm overreacting, but it, I am not. So, and everything you thought you knew about it is wrong. Yeah, that's man. That's what I say. I learned oh, from you. Everything. I went, I went to Colorado. <laughs> I saw the dispensary. I met the guys who, you know, the grow lights and the going into the um, dispensary and just like regular people hanging out getting their stuff. And I understood everything I knew was wrong. Yep. Yeah, and that's where I started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And Joyce, I'm so happy that you came out in 2016 and you educated yourself because. Your, the work that you're doing is so impactful, and I, I thank you for and that. I, kind of, I don't think this would have happened, you know, honestly, if I hadn't gone out and met you. I 
just wouldn't have even been on my trajectory. I wouldn't have known about this. I would just yeah. be going about my day, getting my weeds. <laughs> you know, I had no idea. It's a whole world. <laughs> All right, so this is just another amazing show, which yes. always goes so fast. So for my guest, Goldie Solidar of City Sessions, how do they find you, Goldie? Um, you can find me. Um, you can check out my website, citysessionsdenver.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, it's City Sessions Denver, or Facebook, City Sessions Denver. We also have a Twitter. We also have a, a Yelp. Mm. Um, so we, we're kind of locked into all of that. We also have a human side of cannabis Instagram, and I want to encourage everyone to follow yes. that. We put out monthly blog Ooh, articles. I'm going to do that um, right This now. one is about um, cannabis and insomnia this month. Um, last month it was about, um, you know, is is vaping safe, which was a, a conversation that got brought up from our community. Absolutely. We did all of our research about right. vaping. You have great, that's a very interesting you article. You have great articles here, great blog posts. All right. Really so easy to understand. Here's another, so I love plug, it. plug oh, for sorry. City Session. Sorry. <laughs> so, and my co-host, my canon sister, Amy Searles, I want to thank the Podcast Garage in Austin, Mass., Josh Lampkin for writing and performing the Cannamom theme music, Brad Searles, our sound engineer, and Jim Freighton, our web guru. Yeah. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cannamom Show, where we are changing the expectations of caregiving, crushing that cannabis stigma, and empowering women-centric cannabis businesses one can of story at a time. I'm Joyce Gerber. I'm Amy Searles. And please follow us at The Cannamom Show on Instagram and on Facebook. And please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. Because this is <laughs> The Cannamom Show. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like, their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.